Welcome everybody to Unleash Your Greatness. I am Adam Platt. Today we're going to be talking about life, perspective, and even suicide with my guest, Ricardo. We're going to get right into those topics here right after this intro. The question people often ask themselves is, is there more for me out there? Am I capable of more, of doing more, of being more, and having greater success in this life? The answer to that question is yes. I believe that everybody has greatness within themselves, and that success leaves clues. And if we can take those clues, we can unlock the greatness within ourselves. I'm Adam Platt, and welcome to Unleash Your Greatness. Welcome everybody to Unleash Your Greatness. Today I am excited to have a guest on. His name is Ricardo Zueta, and I probably just slaughtered that again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that was perfect. Um, but uh, Junior, and I'm excited to have him on because we're going to dive deep into some amazing topics that uh, I think are really important. And so it's going to be a, a really great uh, episode. So Ricardo, I appreciate you being on the show. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I kind of prefer So, uh, Ricardo, you're a, you're a serial entrepreneur. You've started all these businesses. You've built them from the ground up. Um, and you have a background in finance. And uh, you, you also have a mission in life. And that mm-hmm. mission is to help people prevent suicide, which yes. is such an amazing mission. And one that I'm very passionate about as well. And so um, I kind of want to get into a little bit of your story of why yeah. you got into that space. And yeah. uh, you, you told me a little bit about it uh, the other day when we spoke. But, um, you know, for the listeners, kind of share what happened and, and why you are so uh, dedicated to helping people with suicide prevention and mental health. Of course. Yeah, so obviously everything pretty much stemmed from my apparel company. So that's where all my businesses kind of evolved from. So for the audience to get a better understanding, I'll just explain what the brand is. So typically everyone knows to live life to the fullest, but they don't realize that it's actually impossible. It's human nature to take life for granted. You end up complaining on Mondays, traffic, weather, not because you're just not positive. It's just human nature, right? Like you know, next Monday is going to be Monday again, right? And, you know, but you still go through the process. So anyway, that's when we realized maybe what we need are really just reminders. It's kind of like when someone gets cancer, uh, gets in an accident, or, or just passes away, all of a sudden, we tend to appreciate life more. No one tells you to do that. You just get reminded to, because you already know the concept of living life to the fullest. But no matter what, it's temporary. It always fades. And all of a sudden, you complain again. So why not have a brand that actually helped remind you more often? Every time you wore the brand, it just told you, hey, stop complaining and live life a little bit more. And whenever you do anything inspirational, motivational, it always tends to go into mental health. It just makes sense. We took it a step further by going into suicide prevention because I actually lost my brother to suicide. And the biggest thing I learned from that experience was that whenever anybody gets sad or depressed, including myself, we, it's not necessarily because of your situation. It's actually your perspectives. Um, that's why most rock stars, or not most, but rock stars are committing suicide while the homeless are the one trying to stay alive. So why is that happening? It's really their perspective on life. 
not that they have a bad life, but they just have a bad perspective on their life, right? So how do we change that? So with the brand, we were hoping to change the perspective on things. One of the ways we do that um, is that we saw that it, it really stems from a decision. So our clothing company is uh, called Fukit, but obviously it pers persuades people to say uh, Fukit more. It's just a, a, a phrase that we say, right? And I'll explain a little more what that happens there. So everyone is exposed to motivational and inspirational content. Uh, with Facebook videos, Instagram quotes, Nike, just do it commercials. Everyone sees this and there's more exposure to this and more access to help yet. Mental health issues are rising. Suicidal tendencies are rising. How could that be? Right? right? Because all this exposure to that is actually, they're all meaningless unless you make a decision about something. Nothing's going to change unless you make a decision. And that phrase, Basically, what people they only say that phrase only until after we've already made a decision. That's what makes it very powerful, right? It, because it's a confirmation that you're actually going to follow through and commit. You never back out. So that mindset is how you quit the job you hate, let go of bad relationships, or start your own business. Until you make that decision to actually commit, nothing's going to happen. But once you do, everything follows automatically. Now, when we told people this story, I would get random messages. They say, thank you so much. You've really helped me out. Mindset, this, that, whatever. But the best ones are the ones that tell me, hey, I was suicidal when I met you. <laughs> like, you saved my life. Thank you mm. so much. And I'm like, wow. whoa. And that happened a lot. It wasn't like it's a one-time thing. It was a continuous thing. Sometimes I find out later. Much, like I, I just found out another one like years later. And I didn't know. He said, you, yeah, you saved my life. I was actually at that point, And then I saw your hat on my dresser. And that's what stopped me. And I'm wow. like, whoa, that's powerful stuff. So at least it's a confirmation that's working. So that's what made us go into Start Day One, which is the nonprofit foundation. Because I'm like, we have to amplify this proactive approach. I didn't know how to explain it before. But anything prevent, anything that you're trying to prevent requires a proactive approach, not a reactive one. You don't go to the gym when you're 500 pounds. You don't stop eating a lot of sugar when you have diabetes. Some so, people do. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not a bad thing, but you know, but it's continuous, right? Yeah, and, you know, you're and that's right. what's crazy because society, organizations, doctors, they're all reactive. Yeah. Uh, on Suicide Prevention Day, you'll see a lot of things saying like, we need to teach people how to look for symptoms of suicidal tendencies or depression, things like that. And I'm just like, that's weird. Is that what you do with your kids? Hey, I know how to look for symptoms of diabetes. So eat all the Halloween candy. It's all good. So it doesn't make sense, right? right. So, and that's what we're trying to provoke with the, um, the start day one. We're trying to be more proactive and reaching out to people rather than waiting for them to reach out to us with right. distributing uh, inspirational content, sending speakers to high schools, rehab centers, military bases, and also hopefully what we're working on is also trying to make um, life coaching services more affordable. Um, a lot of people want to help, the life coaches want to help, but it's just not sustainable right. to give it away for free. So yeah, sure. so that's kind of awesome. how we ended up with that. Very cool. So how long ago was it that your brother passed away? So I was 21. I'm 46 now. Okay. Uh, he was 28. So it's been a while that you've been on this journey to yeah. uh, promote this and to get it out there. 
and um you know obviously a, a tragedy that shouldn't have happened and and i i agree 100 percent that those statistics are on the rise i've i've had it's been mind-blowing this last couple of weeks when i've been talking with people and interviewing people for my podcast specifically how mm-hmm. much and how many people are being affected by the rise of suicide uh, whether that's people trying to commit suicide or in suicidal thoughts or they've had someone actually take their life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I heard that it's up like 16% this year. And that that's a huge jump when you're talking, yeah. you know, percentage-wise, That that's yeah. mind-boggling. It's number, yeah, it's a number two killer with teenagers. Yeah, and here here in Utah, where I live, it's the number one killer of teenagers, which is super sad. Wow. I, I just interviewed a lady the other day, um, yeah. last week and she lost her son to suicide and she's, she's on a yeah. similar mis- message or mission as you to get the word out to, um, help prevent suicide and, and things. And she's yeah. written a book about, and, and her son, uh, it's been less than two years ago that he passed. And so okay. it's still very fresh in her, you know, life yeah. and she's still dealing with some of the repercussions. And I think a lot of yeah. people, think that are who are in the suicidal thoughts think that suicide is such a uh it's it's about them only and that's not the case you know you you've been affected by it your parents have been affected i'm sure there's tons of other people who are affected by your brother's uh, life and his decision to take it and it's not a a one person victim type yeah and and that's the thing i think the biggest problem is that it's people's perspectives on mental health itself yeah that is actually hurting people um like i mentioned the way we're being reactive is already bad and here's what's worse (laughs) so as an entrepreneur i always say to solve problems you have to remedy the cause not the result yeah if you just remedy the result and the cause is still there, well, what do you think is going to happen? It doesn't matter what solutions you have for this result. The cause is still there, no matter what you do. The problem is, um, and actually, I'll talk about what I think the cause is. From my experience and from my research and all this stuff, it always seems to stem from just a bad negative perspective. Yeah. Hey, it's Adam Platt, and I just wanted to jump in here real quick and say, if you're ready to really unleash the greatness within yourself today, and you're ready to surround yourself with like-minded people who are going to help you grow and cheer you on towards your goals to higher success and achievement, then I've created a free community called Unleash Your Greatness with Adam Platt on Facebook. Come and join that community. It's free. You can come and join today, and uh, it's Again, it's called Unleash Your Greatness with Adam Platt, and people on that community are going to help. I'm in there. I'm going to be commenting and giving free resources on things that can help you grow and succeed in life. So come join today, and we will see you on the inside. That is what evolves to becoming suicidal tendencies. Everything in between that is like, uh, you know, hating Mondays, my job sucks, my relationship sucks, and now they're an alcoholic and now I'm a drug abuser, and now I have suicidal tendencies. It's actually just different phases, but it's all going towards suicidal tendencies. Suicide obviously is the end if you succeed. When you don't, you keep going back and forth until you change this perspective. So when 
if you can't change that perspective, because decisions follow your perspectives, then you're never going to change the person. Right. And when they have a, a set perspective on something, um, basically what we're telling them is you can't do anything about it. Because what doctors have done, remember when I said result in the cause, they've made the result the cause. Right. And it's insane. So what they say now is, oh, it's because you have depression. That's why you have depressing thoughts. Not you have depressing thoughts. That's what causes depression. And so the only way to fight that invisible fight, because you're fighting something invisible, you're not looking at the cause, you're just looking at the result. Right. Well, I have depression. What's the only remedy to that? Because you can't do anything else. You're saying it's not talking, it's chemical imbalance and all of the above. Basically, all the excuses, excuses in the world that are best for these people. Because when you're in a bad state of mind, we hate accountability and love excuses. And you're giving me the best excuse. This isn't my fault. I'm not accountable for this. Oh, I'm going to be in here forever. And what's crazy is that the common denominator with people that get out of depression, that beat cancer, is the decision to do something about it, to be accountable for it. No one has ever survived cancer saying, oh my God, I I thought I was going to die two months ago, actually. They wouldn't have made it. Trust me, they would not have made it. Only the ones that say, no, I'm not going to do it. But we have to treat depression like that. But what we've done is take away the accountability that you can't do anything about it. And so now that's what their thought pattern is. It's like, oh, well, I have depression. The weird part is, I don't know how old you are, but I don't know when depression became abnormal. I don't know when emotions became abnormal because they're just emotional responses, right? Keyword is the response. Yeah. You know, and we're not happy forever. That's weird to think that you're not happy because you don't think you have the happy syndrome or something like, oh, you have the depression one, not the happiness one. Oh my God. So they actually walk around saying, I've been dealing with depression for 16 years. You know exactly when you finally were aware of that emotion. That's weird. But I don't see anyone walking around saying, oh my God, I've had happiness for 15 years. (laughs) Or, oh my God, you know, I had, I've been dealing with anger for like around seven. Like, it's just weird to talk about it this way because you're saying you're never going to be depressed again. Is that, are you trying to get rid of this emotion? Right. And so when you give them these pills and things that they take and they still get depressed, now they think, there's nothing that can fix me. And it's like, yeah, because it's an emotion, man. <laughs> like, right. You know, you and, know. and I, I think you're spot on. It's, it's, uh, it's a choice, right? That's, that's basically in a nutshell what you're saying. It's a choice. Yeah. You can decide mm-hmm. if you're going to be happy, if you're going to be sad, if you're going to be angry, if you're going to be happy, if you're going to be yeah. uh, joyful, if you're, you know, we can choose. Sure. There's things come into yeah. our life and they cause emotion, right? Our kids do something. Mm-hmm. We might get a little angry, but we can then step back and say, was that worth getting angry about? Or I yeah. don't like my job. Yeah. I can choose if I don't like my job or if, or if I don't. And if you don't, guess what? Make a change. You can right. choose to change yeah. that situation, yeah. right? Yeah. There's very few people out there who actually have a, a situation. And, and there are situations out there that you cannot change. I understand that. People who yeah. are uh, under a dictatorship or, or things like that. But, right, right. I but that's it. very small percentage of people. Right, um, right. For, for the most part, People can make a change. And even even right. if you are in a situation where you can't specifically make a, a change mm-hmm. in your life, you can still choose how you respond to it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's uh, one of my favorite books is Man's Search for Meaning and mm-hmm. by Viktor Frankl. 
right? It's, it's a great example of exactly what you're talking about. Here's a man who, um, I don't know if you've read it or not, but um, mm-hmm. so he was a Jew in Austria during World War II, and we all know what happened to the, those people at that time. Um, he was mm-hmm. a psychiatrist, and uh, he was uh, he actually had a chance to get out of Austria at the time, but his parents were still there, and he's like, I'm going to stay and help take care of them. And he was put into a concentration camp. So for three years, he lived in a concentration camp. He ended up surviving it, but pretty mm. much lived in the worst conditions possibly known to man. Mm. Um, you know, every day his life could end. He could die. Mm. He could look at a guard wrong and they could just shoot him. I mean, mm. there's a million things that could have taken his life. He had to go out in the middle of the winter time and dig trenches in the forest and the frozen dirt with nothing on but a, a light. Uh, jacket and wooden shoes, you know, I mean, it was a horrible situation, very little nourishment food wise, horrible sleeping Mm -hmm. conditions. Um, You know, basically anything you can possibly think of is horrible for a human being he went through. Yeah. And he has this attitude of, you know what, but when we're out there digging in the dirt, the sun would come up. And to me, it was art. It was beautiful. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, we could hear uh, every once in a while, we would hear violin music. Or, you know, he'd find the smallest things to find happiness Mm -hmm. or art or joy in. And Mm -hmm. he had that choice. So the one thing the Germans or, yeah, the Nazis could not take away from him was his freedom of choice. And and that's exactly what we're talking about here is have a perspective. You know, the sun is going to rise tomorrow and Mm -hmm. the sun is going to set on this horrible day or whatever your, your perspective is, right? Yeah. And that's the thing, right? So unless you change their perspective on their situation, they're always, they just follow whatever their perspective is. Right. So if you need to change someone's decision to make a decision on something, you really have to change their perspective on it. Sure. Um, one of the things that I've seen, like you were saying, is like you have that choice. And when you take away the feeling that they can, that they have a choice and you take that away, yeah. well, they're going to get a lot worse because you just took away hope. Right. right. So now you're in trouble. I was actually just uh, discussing this with my wife. Uh, there was a thing she's m- mentioned a while ago. She said, I may be struggling, but I'm not suffering. Mm. Right. Cause we were doing our startup and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. There's a big difference. Sure. Struggling is because you know what the potential outcome would be. You're working towards that goal, but you're, you're going for it. You know, it sucks doing the marathon. That's a struggle. It's not a good time. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. But suffering is the idea that you can't do anything about it. Everything everything is out of your control. Yeah. And that's why people suffer uh, anxiety, suffer from this, because you think you can't do anything about it. So let me tell you the story, how I actually came about saying, yeah, yeah it's all about accountability and the excuses, if that's actually what's happening. Yeah, For, so, before you, sorry, before you get yeah. in there, I, I love yeah. the, that what you just said about the difference between struggle and suffer suffering yeah. because everybody struggles and that's right. a part of life. And that's how we grow is right. by going right. through struggles. We don't grow without feeling some resistance in some way, right. but we it's can actually choose required to yeah. grow. Absolutely. No, I agree a hundred percent. But yeah. like you said, we can choose if we want to make that a suffer, right? Like we're suffering. Um, mm-hmm. cause like you said, I, I'm a runner and I haven't run a full marathon, but I've done half marathons and other uh, yeah. long relay races and nice. you can pick whether this sucks <laughs> and oftentimes <laughs> it does. 
when you're in those long runs and you can, or you decide. can look around the yeah. environment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, you're exactly right. And that's, that's, yeah. um, and, and there's times where I have been writing and I'm like, man, this is awful and it's painful. And there's times yeah. where it is a sufferer, but it's my hey. choice. And when you change that perspective, like you say, that, that mindset of this is yeah. not suffering. It's just something I've got to push through yeah. and everything changes. So I, I, I love that you had that. I just wanted to throw oh, my you. two cents no, in there. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, no, I appreciate it because it helps when people can understand that difference. Yeah. I know you're sure. struggling, but that's okay. Right. <laughs> you know? So that's a great thing to, for them to know. Absolutely. So yeah. So when I found out about the, the accountability and excuses thing, so I explained the brand to this, uh, you know, this person at an event and this two couple bought my stuff and went away. And then I saw this one person just all of a sudden kind of approach me and I said, Hey, how's it going? What's up? And he said, Hey, I really like what you're telling people with, you know, and everything starts with a decision and this, but it's not that easy, you know? And I said, I never said it was easy. <laughs> I just said that's where it starts. Right. And he goes, yeah, but. I'm in rehab now and then blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, yeah, that doesn't matter. It always starts with a decision. And he goes, yeah, but. And so I had to stop him. I said, listen, stop saying, but it always starts with a decision. Now tell me why you can't do that. And I backed off. And so he's sitting there just looking at the space going like this. He goes, yeah, almost said, but. <laughs> But only because I told him stop saying it, then he didn't. <laughs> that he didn't say it. So anyway, he goes, yeah. And he's just going through, and I'm going, what is he doing? So I'm not telling this guy to run a marathon, not even read a book. I just said, it just starts with a decision, which you can do like this, right? right? Yep. So he's just sitting there, and then he finally goes, you're right, you're right. And I said, I know. You're welcome. Like you went to rehab, and you haven't even made a decision to get better. So I say the same exact story to someone else, this lady, and just to let them know about that, right? That right. moment. And then she goes, eh, it's different for pe different people. And I said, oh my God, another one. I said, no, it always starts with a decision, always. Right. She goes, nah, I don't know about that. So she got so angry. She actually left, like really angry. And I went, that is so odd. I didn't say I have the cure. I said, it's where it starts. Right. And why would you be so angry at a positive advice like that, right? And right. it's like, it wasn't something I was pushing on her. I was like, oh yeah, but it starts with a decision. I didn't say you have to make a decision because you can't tell someone what to do. I'm just saying where it starts. So it helps sure. you out. Yeah. Well, I had to, my analytical self, you know, I'm just like, that's odd. <laughs> like, she got mad at me and left. And now she's going to be miserable all day. And I don't even know why. And that's when I realized all of a sudden it hit me. Went, oh, as soon as she agreed with what I said was as soon as she had to let go of all the excuses that she's accountable for her own happiness. Right. She didn't like that idea because what is preventing her from saying, yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm going to do it. Like what is, what is preventing it? And it's so funny. That's when I realized when people have a bad mental state of mind because their response is they're looking for any excuse to not make that decision and i'm just like this isn't a difficult thing to do at all to make the decision the yeah. difficult part is going through it but you won't even do it so that's why you're not getting anywhere yeah. and it's so that's when i really realize i'm like 
That's what it is. You don't want to be accountable. You want to keep that excuse because if you make that decision that I'm going to be better, I can no longer use, well, I was abused when I was younger. Yeah, but you're kicking your own ass today. Like no one's doing that to you. You're the only one doing that to you. The same way you're the only one that's going to help you. No one can do anything for you at all. Yeah. Therapists, uh, medicine, all that stuff. It's like it, it has to come from you, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so the framework I always like to how I think about it, and, and I don't know, you know, this is how I always frame it, I guess, is, you know, your perception, what we're talking about, creates your thoughts. Your thoughts create emotion. Emotions create action, and action creates results. And that yeah. is really the steps of how people change their life. Like, if you... <laughs> want different results you've got to change like we've been talking about change your perception first that's what's Mm -hmm. creating your thoughts that's what's going to create the emotions inside you like i need to make a change i'm going to do this this that's where that's really what inspiration motivation is like it's emotion right and uh and then from there uh once you have that motivation and inspiration because you've changed your emotions then you can take action and do something different than what you're currently doing which creates different results that hopefully will be positive yeah. in a different way. So mine, I, I guess my, uh, at least uh, what's my process is mm-hmm. almost very similar. Yeah. Uh, one step further, uh, beyond perspectives is your purpose. Mm. If you don't have that purpose, you're always going to be lost. If you don't True. know why you're doing it, uh, it's like having a compass and not knowing where you are on the globe. So point, every yeah. turn is going to be wrong. True. So without a purpose, it's going to be very difficult. A lot of people just don't know how to create a purpose, how to develop a purpose. People think a purpose is for the self. Um, I'm going to be the best actor. That's not a purpose because a purpose benefits others. doesn't benefit yourself. You can't say, I want to, I'm going to be the best millionaire. Yeah, that's great. But what, what does that do for, you're not helping anyone at all. all. That's one thing. Another thing is that it's actually a verb. Uh, a purpose is always a verb uh, because it has to be ongoing. You can't say, I'm going to be the best millionaire. That's a noun. That's stops. That's finite. When you say like, um, I, you know, like Facebook, basically his, the mission of the, the startup is to connect people, right? Not right. to be the best social network because to connect people doesn't matter what it is. Augmented reality, WhatsApp social networks, youth, you know, those are the, those are the type of tools that helps people connected. So that's why it keeps on going. It doesn't matter what time, what, whatever, but the great thing about purpose is that it doesn't care about pain or pleasure. We, if it was a choice, we would choose to go away from pain and go towards pleasure. Purpose doesn't care about that. Hey, it's Adam real quick. I just wanted to jump in here and let you know that if you haven't set goals right now is the perfect time to set those awesome goals that you want to go after those dreams that you want to accomplish those things that you want to do in your life, create the lifestyle that you want right now is the perfect time to set those. And I have this new ebook that I just created. It's called seven step goal setting workshop, and you can grab a free copy. It's usually a $47 value, but you can grab a free copy today at arise to connect.com slash goal setting. And in this book, this ebook, you're going to learn how to evaluate priorities, how to create successful goals and simple hacks to manage your goals. So again, this is a free copy 
right now the seven step goal setting workshop ebook that you can grab right now. And I hope that you go out there, you'll grab that copy of your this free book and start setting those amazing goals so that you can create the life that you want. And now let's jump back into the episode. Elon Musk almost lost all of his money because of his purpose. Even though he was already a millionaire, but he just, yeah, but I have to save the human race. If we don't get to Mars, I don't know what's going to happen. And so he was so adamant about it. And so those are the, the advantages of purpose. Now from purpose, it goes to perspective. The perspectives are either going to be a threat or a benefit to that purpose. Because if you don't change your perspective, you can think negative and positive about any perspective, sure. right? Uh, for example, my per- let's say someone watching's perspective is the only time I could really feel valuable is be- if I can make my dad proud. He's the only one that makes you feel like crap. And, and you've always just, your whole world is based on him being proud of you. And he's just never proud of you. And you're never, ever, you can think positive, like, well, at least I can prove it next time. That's thinking positive. But if your perspective remains, it doesn't matter how positive you can think. You have to change your perspective that like, you know what, maybe he's just that way because of his upbringing and this, and like something happened to him. It's not your fault. You don't have to be, you're not just valuable because only when he's proud. So from perspective, decisions follow. Decisions have to be first. Actions almost come automatically once you make a decision or else it wasn't a true decision. Um, And that's just the difference between inspiration and motivation. Inspiration changes your perspectives. You get inspired, you relate and you go like, oh, that could be me. And then all of a sudden your perspective shifts. It shifts. It goes back and forth all the time. Sometimes yeah. I feel like my startup's going to make it. Sometimes I think <laughs> I'm going to fail. Right. And then so once a decision comes, that's when you have motivation. It doesn't come before the decision. It doesn't come before perspective. Motivation comes after the decision. I can't tell you to do 10 more push-ups if you're not going to do 10 push-ups, right. right? So I can't motivate you to do that. And what people don't understand, people always think you need to find the solutions first then make the decision and then the action. That's actually not how it works. Right. Tend to make the decision first, and that is what solves your problems and based on your actions. Right. Because everything you know is just um, assumptions. You don't actually know what's the right thing to do until you get your feedback or data. Sure. And that's when you are acting more and more, and then you shift and go like, oh, I'm doing the wrong thing. I should probably go here based on your purpose. On your perspective and then that so that's kind of my thing in your pursuit of happiness yeah and um i i i think we're talking the same thing i I agree that uh, a lot of people say they they are not going to take that chance on starting that company or starting that you know goal or dream that they want to go after because they're not sure how or what is going to happen And, and like you said, you, you just got to make a decision. And then from there, as you start taking the steps forward, it's kind of like walking through the fog, right? You, you Mm -hmm. can see just only so far ahead of you until you take the next Mm -hmm. step. Once you take the next step, then you can see a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more as you keep walking. And that's Mm -hmm. what action is, right? You take the action and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And you get the feedback, you get, you know, something, you get more inspiration on your next step or whatever. But uh, I think that is key is make a decision, take action, and then 
things start to come clearer as you go. Um, and even more than that is unless you know what's on the other side of the fog or want or what you think is on the other side of that fog, I don't suggest to just keep going because you have to have some kind of like, okay, the reason I'm going through this fog is because I want to get to this castle right. or, you know, something. Um, Cause if you don't have this future mindset, you're never going to do the right things in a step. Sure. That's uh, kind of an example. It's like, you know, when you're trying to draw a straight line or walking a straight line, if I gave you two des a destination that's ahead of you, and I just want you to look at your steps though, don't look up. I'm pretty sure you're going to miss your destination because all you could do is keep looking down. And for people that just told me like, oh, you know, about balance and stuff. And I'm just like, well, here's kind of my suggestion. It's like balancing on a tight rope. Don't look down because all that it does is increase your fear, right? Like they always say, don't look down. And that's what you're doing. Chin up, man. Chin up. So when your chin is up, what do you do? You actually look ahead of where you're going to go, not every step you're going to take. And that's actually what helps you balance your life a little bit more. So uh, you always want to look forward because you're never going to know how you're going to get there and taking the steps to get there. The steps come automatically. Um, here's the power of the like the, the perspective. Like, um, So I was snowboarding, right? Yep. Um, they're like 10 feet apart, these trees. So I'm like going in the woods. And I would go in there and I would go, all right, one, two, three, tree. And I'm like, but it sucked. So I get up again. It takes a while. I'm sweating, whatever. And then I go again. One, two, three, tree. Son of a... And then all of a sudden, my friends, though, I mean, they're going fast. And I'm going, dude, you're going to hit a tree. What? That's To me, I was that was insane. Like, what are they doing? So then I fell again. My friend finally stops, sprays me. He's like, hey, you all right? And I'm just like, yeah, man. But... How do you do that? Like, how do I, you guys just cruise through? Like, this is nothing. And then he just goes, dude, stop looking at the trees. Look at the path between the trees. Yeah. And I go, <laughs> right. So you're, it, you know, because he was snowboarding forever. He can snowboard both ways. I'm like, it's not the 15 years of experience or anything. Maybe, yeah, don't look at the trees. So he leaves. But what have I got to lose? It's going to take me forever to get out of here. There's only one way out, man. <laughs> you know? Right, right. So I tested it out. So I go on there. Don't look at the trees. Look at the path between the trees. So I go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And I purposely stopped. And I went, what the hell was that? I'm like, what happened there? The winds didn't change. The trees didn't move. My skill level obviously didn't go up that fast in 0.5 seconds. The only thing I changed was perspective on the same exact situation. Mm -hmm. And all you do is look at the path. So unless you're looking at your path, you're always going to run into trees. Right. So people always try to avoid things. Like, for example, a relationship. I don't want this kind of person, this kind of person, this kind of person. Tree. Right. I'm, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. Tree. Like, you need to just go to your path. Same thing with alcoholics, right? Ooh, alcohol. I can't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Alcohol. Ah, damn it. So really what happens is when you have your path, your purpose and your perspective, it just follows this path. They almost disappear. You don't even look at the alcohol. That's how alcoholics actually get out of it. They don't even actually fiend the alcohol, the good ones at least. The ones that are counting the days, ooh, 
they're in trouble. <laughs> Don't do that. Because yeah. this, the alcohol wasn't the problem. It wasn't a problem. Yeah. But when you have that mindset that that's the problem, you're in trouble, you know? Right. So. Yeah, agreed. And uh, it's same thing for, I think, anything really in life. The things that you focus on is what is going to, what you're going to head towards, right? Like if you're you're focusing on your, like you say, the tree, you're going to head towards that tree. You're focusing (laughs) on alcohol, you're going to head towards the alcohol. It's just, it's the same concept when you're like, um, you know, I want to get a, for instance, my wife right now is is dead set on getting a Tesla. She wants a Tesla car, right? That's yeah. a, you know, I, I think they're very cool and, and people have their opinions about them, whatever. But that's yeah. what she wants. And so now when we're out driving around, it's like everywhere we see Teslas. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what she's focused right. on. You know, we don't see the, right. the Corollas. We don't see the whatever. <laughs> we see the Teslas right. and, and we, we notice them and it's the same That's concept, true. right? Whatever you focus yeah. on is what you're going to see. It's what you're going to head towards. Yeah. It's what you're going to achieve. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love that. I love that analogy of the, the snowboarding and the trees because it really does point yeah. out the fact that what you focus on in yeah. life is what creates automatic your path, too. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's your you path. You automatically go towards it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and the perspective thing, I, I want to... Um, I want to circle back a little bit about the the woman yeah. you were talking about who once you told her your your concept of you know yeah. it's just a choice and uh it's just a, a change in perspective and she got upset about that because mm-hmm. she didn't want to take responsibility for her life basically I is yeah. I'm probably uh simplifying it but um yeah. it really is when it when it comes down to it it's it's people who don't want to take that responsibility for where they're mm-hmm. at in life. And so they want to blame, mm-hmm. you know, well, I've got yeah. depression. I've got uh, mental illness. I've got I was abused. You know, anxiety. I was ab- abused. Right. And, right. and, and of right. course those things can play a factor in who we are, but they don't right. have to be the determining factor of who we move forward become. to become. Right. Um, like we just talked about, focus on where you want to go instead of yeah. where you've been, right? If you're always looking behind you, you're going to hit the tree. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And and the past really is there so you can learn from it. Um, right. Just like, you know, companies and stuff like that, you base what you're going to do about the future, depending on where you want to be, yeah. where your goal. Sure. Uh, you don't look at the financial statements and go like, oh, it's going down. Well, it looks like we're going to die now. The company's dead because <laughs> it's going down. It's yeah. like you're learning from it. Well, what's happening? What's going on? What's why is it going down? Well, because this and we're this. And so th- those are really things from your past. Um, more and more, I'm gravitating away from this whole live life to the fullest and embrace your present and all that stuff. The present situation you embrace when better or more when you know what the future is going to be. Sure. Because, you know, I know in meditation, I get it that it puts you in a better state of mind, relax, this, that. But that as soon as you stop meditating and you wake up and you go, oh, the bills are coming. I can't afford it. What am I going to do? Because your future version of yourself, basically your thinking is going to be homeless. Right. It's not going to help. So you can do all the meditation you want. So I kind of consider it like, you know, in physical health, you have diet and exercise. Everyone knows this. To maintain physical health, hey guys, it's a diet, 
and exercise. I right. mean, there's no way around it. Yeah. And same thing for your mental health. You have the exercises, the meditation, actual working out, things like that. Those are exercises. But what is your mental diet? What is it bringing in? So I've seen that there's the whole, the, the way to be happy is some kind of progress, right? But it's either, what prevents that is either something's holding you back or you're not willing to take that step forward. It's one right. of those things, sure. the combination, now you're really bad. Right. And that's why uh, our motto or our mission actually with the clothing company is to inspire and motivate people to make the decision to live life without regret and accept the challenges that are worth the risk. Right. Regret typically is something from the past, right? And the only way to really get rid of regret, well, first let's discuss what is regret, right? They're just really personal experiences you never forgave yourself about. That is it. Ah, oh, Adam, you could have, would have, <laughs> should have. Yeah. You didn't forgive yourself. Right. That's it. And that's all they really are. And it's not bad to live every day like it's last and stuff. It's just don't regret it then. Don't later on go, oh, I wasted all my time. Don't do that. If you're going to live every day like it's the last, then do it. But just don't regret it afterwards because that's the only problem with that mindset. That's it. It's right. the regret afterwards. And then the sure. accept child is worth the risk. In order to move forward, it better be worth the risk because you're going to end up regretting it, right? So it's yeah. like, don't keep forgiving yourself of all these things. But you need to accept the challenge that's set in front of you. It's always being set in front of you. And then like Adam is saying, it's a choice. You accept it or not. But when you accept it, go all out. You know, right. don't don't do this and then regret and then go, oh, I could, oh man, I could have, would have, should. And we're back. So then we <laughs> again remind you, hey, yeah. live life without regret. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I I love that, and I, I'm glad you brought up the shoulda, coulda, woulda mindset. Um, yeah. My wife and I were talking about this. She she was listening to uh, uh, Tony Robbins the other day, and he was talking about that, and he's like, you know, everybody sits around and says, I should have, should have, should have done this, I should have done that, and he's like, and we just should all over ourselves, right? And, uh, and he's like, the best way to get past the shoulds is to take action. Like you're saying, make a decision and take action towards what you want. And, uh, we have to have that, that mindset, get out of that victim mindset that we were talking about that lady was in earlier and stop yeah. blaming everybody for where yeah. you're not in life. Right. If you're, if you don't have the money, if you don't have the relationships, if you don't want the, if you don't have the, whatever, it's not anybody else's fault, but yourself. Yeah. In yeah. in 99% of the times, right? There yeah. are, you know, there are obviously situations where uh, governments or, or things like that are preventing people from doing what they could be doing. But for the most part, you can decide. And so yep. uh, I always like to, instead of the, the victim mindset, I like to um, talk about the, the hero mindset, which the hero mindset doesn't mean you have everything figured out and you're perfect because how many superheroes do we know that are perfect, right? Batman's not perfect. Superman's not perfect, <laughs> right. right? They have their weaknesses. They have their challenges. Right. They have to. But they, they still go forward and right. do the job right. that they're supposed to do. They still yeah. fight the bad guys. They still take out the yeah. villains. They save the right. world over and over and over again, despite yeah. all the challenges that yeah. they still have, right? Well, what that, that's great that you brought up the hero thing. <laughs> because when I tell people, they don't fully understand when I say, it's impossible to live life to the fullest because that idea that people have, the concept is you're not going to get depressed. It, everything's always going to turn out all right. Mm. And it doesn't. And it's actually required. And this is what I mean. 
um, just like a hero has to have some kind of weakness. Yeah. It's, it's a requirement. Um, I refer to movies that one of the ways to make people understand, to, to change their perspective on their life. Yeah. What movies have you seen that didn't have any conflict right. or a challenge in it? Right? Exactly. It's not a movie that's called a documentary, right? Right, exactly. So, so, and that's what actually makes the movie very interesting. And if I talk to kids, one of the major things that I tell them is like, well, do you play video games? Do you play soccer, sports, anything like that? Any kind of game, really. Does the level of difficulty increase or decrease as you play it? It increases. Right. So why do you keep playing it if it's getting harder? But with life, as it gets harder, oh, this is too hard, I quit. That's actually what's making your life more interesting. Imagine playing a game that you win with one game, that's it. Right. You won the, the game in one sitting. Are you gonna play it again? Yeah, no, no, no absolutely. Because there was no challenge, there's no interest, there's no nothing that gave you anything. You didn't learn from it. True. Because you know, people are starting now to understand that fail really equals learn. Uh, it's impossible to learn if it's impossible to fail. Right. If I if you you know you talk to your people and then there was no rebuttal and they just go, Yeah, you're right, okay, great. Uh, did they really learn anything because they agreed with everything you said? You know, they didn't really have a um, there was no conflict, like, wait, really? No. That's when you learn, when you go, really? Huh, never thought of it that way. That's interesting. So that's when you actually learn, you know? So yeah. it's actually a requirement to, when I tell people it's impossible to live life to the fullest, the closer they get to living life to the fullest, which is funny. Yeah. And I love the fact that you brought up the fact that, uh, you know, games or, or whatever, the things that we really get engaged in are usually a challenge. And I, I think that's human nature is we want to be challenged. Sure, sometimes yeah. we look at it and be like, oh, man, this is such a struggle. But we deep down, we want to be challenged. We want to be pushed in life. I mean, and that, that's, yeah. that's the exploration mindset or, or uh, attitude that, we, that through history has led us to great discovery, right? Why did yeah. we go and explore the Arctic when there was no boats that could really cut through the ice because they wanted to be challenged. They wanted to be the first to do it. Why did yeah. we go to the moon? Because we wanted to be challenged. We wanted to beat the Russians to, yeah. to the moon or, or, you yeah. know, we want to, as human kind, human beings, we want to be challenged yeah. and we want to be pushed. And sometimes yeah. we don't step up to the plate always. And we blame other people why we don't make it. Yeah. But um, yeah, if we could take on that hero, mindset yeah. and that and challenge right yeah and that's the just maslow's hierarchy of needs sure. it's the very last point self-actualization um those aren't because you think you can accomplish everything self-actualization that's not what it means it actually means when you're in the best state of mind uh doing something that you don't even know what the result's gonna be and and, and accomplishing it Right. That's like, whoo, but people have to understand that's temporary. That's why it's always yeah. ongoing. Happiness right. is not something that happens and, oh, whoo, I'm not depressed anymore. No, just like a business or a startup. If Facebook stops innovating and stops progressing and stops seeing a future version of themselves, Absolutely. they're done. I mean, fast. A social network will come out and eat them just like that. Yep. Well, same thing with you. If you don't do that, it, it, you're just not going to evolve. And the, what's funny is pe that's where people that are in, uh, 
that uh, negative mindset or whatever uh, yep. they call it. Uh, what is it? It's it's the reverse of just that growth mindset, right? Right. Um, we're constantly evolving. The Adam you see today was not the Adam five ten years ago. Sure. And the, the Adam five to ten years from now is not going to be this one. It's going to be different. And hopefully he's got something that he sees in the five to ten years. Because the more you do that, the more you do the right steps you do today. And people always assume. That the future version is the one that worked hard in this and no play. No, man. I hope you're looking at a happy version of yourself, yeah. not a rich one, right. because there's plenty of rich people that are depressed. So Absolutely. I'm assuming the future one is someone with a happy, with a family and this and that, because your present self was actually going to end up doing what it takes to become that person. I've yeah. told entrepreneurs, people assume like, oh, I have no boss. Actually, you do. It's the future version of you. Yeah. Would your future version of you like what you're doing today to be that person or no? Yeah. So it doesn't mean don't stop and smell the roses because I want to be happy when I'm there. If you didn't stop and hang out with your friends and it's, you're going to be miserable in the future, right? So you'll automatically do these things and know when to go too much in here or do something here. And that's why, to me, it's very dangerous when people say, I live every day like it's my last because you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, like I shouldn't even see you here. You should be somewhere else doing some crazy things and emptying out your credit cards because if it's your last, but then what happens tomorrow if you're here? You know? right. So it's like, and now you're in trouble. So, yeah. you know, I, I tend to go towards more, have a future version of yourself because you need to evolve. You know? sure. Don't stop it. And people with a bad mind frame are the ones that don't evolve. And that's why they say the infinite mindset is because the future version in five hours is five hours ahead now. And then in 10 years, well, the future is 10 years and it keeps moving like this. And that's why it's sure. the infinite mindset. That's why you need purpose. If you don't have purpose and you only determine goals, that's very finite. And then all of a sudden you're here and you, you pass it and now you feel lost or, oh, I don't know. I, I don't feel fulfilled. I don't have purpose. Well, because you never had your purpose. You had goals, but you have to have a purpose, you know? Right. Agreed. Uh, you know, I, I may call things a little bit differently, like purpose. You could substitute for what's your why, right? Or, mm -hmm. or whatever word, your what or yeah. or things like yeah. that. But um, I sure. want to quickly, I know we're, you know, this has been an amazing conversation, by the way. Uh, awesome. But I want to kind of, bring out just two quick points. Um, sure. Number one is I want to um, talk about, you were talking about, you know, the exercising and you got to exercise, but then, um, you know, that's the tool to get you in shape and same with like yoga or meditation and things like that. And I think the key there is when you do the yoga or the meditation or the, you know, positive affirmations or whatever, then you have to make sure that you stay in that state of mind, right? That you have to put yourself in that state. If you like, like you say, you, you get up from the meditation also and you're like, okay, now it's real world. Like I'm still broke. I'm still this and that. Well, yeah, you're, you're just going back to the same state you were before the meditation. You've got to put yourself yeah. in a state of, you know, I'm an, of an abundance mindset or, you know, things are going to come. I'm going to uh, focus on a positive future or, you know, those types of things. And that's really what it means. Like be in that state of, of abundance or, uh, you know, that future version, like you've been talking about. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing I want to kind of bring out, and, and I'm curious what your perspective of this is, is mm-hmm. obviously there's people out there, and, and I agree 100% that so many people get caught up in, I have depression, I have anxiety, I have mental illness, I have blah, 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 right? I need medication, yeah. I need whatever, right? And yeah. and Western medicine is very quick to prescribe something to help you yeah. with that, and instead of really getting yeah. to the root of the problem. Uh I do think there are people out there, you know, with bipolar or, you know, that, that do have like deep seated mental problems. And I I think that we're, we're talking mostly about the majority of people who, you know, are dealing with things like uh, depression, suicide and stuff. People that really do have like deep seated, like mental illness, like bipolar or, um, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. They, they do need to get some kind of help, right. Um, professional Mm -hmm. help. In, in my uh, my opinion, I don't know yeah. what your thoughts are on that. But, uh, obviously, yeah, I, I agree 100% that lots of people go and get help when they probably just need to change their perspective like we've been talking about. But yeah. I, I just want to point yeah. out that there are people out there that do need help, uh, yes. whether professional, <laughs> you know, they have a chemical imbalance and they, they do need a little bit of, of um, professional help or care that way. But that's such a small, small percentage of the people we're talking about here, right? Right. Or do you agree so or do you have ta- a different thought? So what Adam and I are really discussing here, because yeah. what we're focusing on is prevention. Right. Perfect. We're not talking about when you're already suicidal. We're not talking about, it's what we're saying is like, hey, to prevent diabetes, when you're there, obviously take the damn insulin. Like, <laughs> right. I'm not going to tell you, don't take the insulin. Like, but this is what I'm saying is that for the ones that don't have diabetes yet, eat right, diet, exercise, same thing with obesity and anything you're trying to prevent. So when we're talking about mental health and suicide prevention, we're not saying, oh, when you're suicidal, you weren't the ones you talked to. No, no, no. We're talking about prevention. So all these tactics that we're supplying to you is that, so one of the things you mentioned, like, you know, there's a small percentage and all of them. What I don't like is everyone is under the assumption that everyone has this chemical imbalance, like the unique people do. Right. Right. Now, let's look at cancer, right? Cancer is some kind of chemical imbalance because cancer is actually inside all of us. What brings that out? is your stress response, your diet, lack of exercise. And that's actually what makes cancer survive and a lot of sugar, sugar actually helps with that, right? So it's a huge chemical imbalance and the stress is huge on that, right? So everyone's under this impression though that chemical imbalance is the cause, not the result. That's a very, very different, you're under the assumption that it's the cause. So you're already, you're already done. You've already fallen. You're going to suffer, not struggle. And you have to understand that chemical imbalance that people that I hear about is really your cortisol, basically the the bad hormones that come out from your stress Mm. response, from your uh, sympathetic nerves, nervous system, right? Because the amygdala has no idea whether there's a lion or it's really just because you can't pay your bills or your girlfriend sucks or something because it automatically goes, lion! And then it kills your body. But then the thing is, it should be stopped when you're safe. Like, okay, my girlfriend's not leaving. 
But what happens is you keep thinking, no, she's going to leave. I know she's going to leave. And all of a sudden, the cortisol keeps going. That's the yeah. chemical imbalance. What I don't understand is because their argument is this. Studies show people are depression have chemical imbalance though. Yeah, and everyone, every diabetic has sugar problems. Right. Hey, studies show that people that are obese exercise less. They just tend to exercise less. <laughs> and that's your, it doesn't make any sense. You're just talking about the result. Right. You're not talking about the cause whatsoever. So when you put them in that mindset that the chemical imbalance is the cause, you are now in big, big trouble because that is really from the stress response. Stress response is responding to the cause. Someone tested me with this. I was uh, in front of him. We we're talking about the whole chemical imbalance and this and that. He had anxiety. He goes, I take pills for my anxiety. And I'm like, all right, let's talk. When do you, when do you get this anxiety? He goes like, <clears throat> when I'm driving a car. Dude, a lot of people drive cars. What makes you anxious? I don't know. When I get in a car, I feel like I'm going to get an accident or, you know, hurt someone else. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. So let me get this straight. Your perspective is that every time you get in a car, you're most likely going to get in an accident and hurt someone else. Anyone with that thought is going to get anxious. Sure. That's why now you have anxiety. It's not because, oh, I have anxiety. Now I'm going to think I'm going to get in an accident and hurt other people. What am I going to do now? Pills. And then what he said to me, he goes, you know, I'm trying to look for an excuse, but you're right. Yeah. He's like, and yep. I go, yeah, I know. You're welcome. And you're taking pills for this. In the UK, one, I was interviewing this person, one out of four are on antidepressants. Wow. And what's funny is studies show that uh, the majority of the benefits of antidepressants is contributed or attributed to just the placebo effect. Yep. <laughs> it's like, right. yeah. But as soon as you take control, I just had a, 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 um, an interview kind of discussing this and there was two of them and I can tell the mindset of the other one just couldn't say, yeah, it's time for the decision. She, she looked for every excuse. Yeah, but this and this and that. Yeah, no, but I'm not saying they're going to get cured, but it has to start there. It's like, yeah, but then this and you have to, you know, it depends how they're just, yeah, I know, but see, you're even fighting for them and giving them all the excuses why they don't have to make that decision. Right. Yeah. And the more you feed the excuses, they're in the, and it's not their fault. They're in a bad state of mind. I go through it too, guys. <laughs> when I'm in a real freaking bad place, I think excuses has. are awesome. <laughs> sure. I think everybody does at times in their life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And how, oh, like, um, and, and thank you so much. I, I agree a hundred percent that we're talking about prevention here, not uh, reaction when it comes to, when you're already in that state of mind of, I'm going to take my life, go get help. Um, right. we need to make yeah. sure we make that clear. Uh, this is not a, uh, you know, we're not licensed therapists. We're not licensed. Right. Um, right. but I think a lot of what we're saying, uh, definitely, um, relates to most people out there. Cause I, th yeah. I think the people that really do need like the, the, uh, real, you know, therapist and the, the psychologists and things like that are such a small, small amount. The people that yeah. really do have the real yeah. deep mental illness yeah. and, 
I, I think we're in a culture now where everybody's just like, well, something's wrong with me because I'm depressed today. And, and not you know my what? fault. Yeah. It's not, not my, my fault. fault. It's, it's my, my chemical imbalance my or my parents or my yeah. girlfriend or whatever. Like, no, yeah. guess what you can choose. And so, yeah. Um, and it's funny back to the, it's kind of like purpose. Um, the cause is typically a verb. It's never just a noun either. Mm. It's never just, it's my parents. Everyone has parents. Right. Like what is happening? What is, the, what's happening that it's from your parents? What, what's the cause? Right. Because they're doing this a lot of times, obviously it's because it's your mindset. It's your interpretation of things. But what I want to challenge people with is this, when we're talking about the chemical imbalance and like Adam is saying, it's such a small percentage in this. I don't know who here is thinking they're in that percentage, but this is my question. What do you think is better or worse for the society? Telling them they have zero chances of getting out of depression or telling them that by just taking accountability, you actually have a chance and I'm going to give you hope. And all you have to do is really start with a decision. So what should I tell the majority of the people? Because like he said, only a small percentage are actually that. I'm not going to deny it. But even those percentage of people, is it going to hurt to tell them like, hey, there's things you can do that might get you out of there? Or is it better to say, chemical imbalance, you need pills, dude. Right. Which one is better for society? Which one is better for you that might help you? Because the worst case scenario is you keep doing what you're doing now. If it is chemical imbalance or if it is some major hardcore issue. Just go back to that because that's all. We're not doing anything different. We're definitely not making you worse. True. Good point. Uh, I, I love that, uh, you know, perception of, of just to look at society and be like, hey, guess what? <laughs> we, we need to make a change in how we're looking at this. And uh, yeah. um, I, I think that what you're doing out there with your brand, with your message, and with your nonprofit is amazing. So, yeah. I want to anybody who wants to get a hold of you. I want them to know how they can get a hold of you or support you in your yeah. uh, message. How can they, Ricardo? How can they reach out to you? Yeah, yeah. So um, obviously, I'm going to talk about that apparel company. One of the ways that that helps is because it spreads that message out there. So if you go to fukitt.com, all our social media. Uh, links are on there. Awesome. And if you want to support our cause with the foundation for mental health and suicide prevention, you can go to startday1.org. And again, all of our social media links are on there. Uh, we obviously would love to get any kind of support, whether it's just sharing our message or just really um, donating. Um, and more importantly, when people get involved, you know, so uh, we're still small right now. We just recently started. I mean, it was right before the pandemic. But yeah, totally reach out to us. Awesome. And, uh, you know, just getting that message out there in front of as many people as possible is critical, I think, to change. And yeah. so um, if you are in an in a opportunity where you can go in uh, on Instagram and share a post of Start Day One or, uh, you know, on Facebook or anything and just share their message with other people. I would urge anybody who's listening to go and do that. I, I for one, am going to do my part to help promote through my podcast, through my YouTube, through uh, my social media links, Instagram, and so forth to help promote this. I think it's such a, a worthwhile goal and mission to be on. And uh, Ricardo, I, I appreciate uh, the conversation. I, I, 
I'm almost half tempted to suggest that we need to do a follow up here uh, in a, uh, six months or something. Just just yeah. to um, that would actually be great. Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot more that we could dig into that yeah. um, that we just yeah. don't have time. We don't have like you know four <laughs> hours to yeah. talk about today. But I think there's yeah. so much to this, and I've I've absolutely loved the conversation, and uh, I I always like to end with this uh, last question. And just to kind of wrap things up, but Ricardo, if you were to say there's one to maybe three things that someone needs to do to unleash the greatness within themselves, what would you say those things are? Oh, um, well, luckily we actually kind of expanded on that during our conversation. And it's really realizing that everything starts with a decision. It actually has to be intentional. And like I mentioned before, the steps like figure out your, you know, as Adam refers to, it's your why, right? Figure out why you're doing it. Um, it's kind of like driving in a car. People that are lost are putting it in park while they're in the middle of the highway. And you're just like, I'm lost. <laughs> where are you going? Right. So unless you know where you're going, you'll always be lost. So purpose is very important for that. Perspective is really your left or right turns. You can yeah. either take this way or this way, but which one's beneficial? Yeah. And you take that one. And then the decisions will really just follow. So I think following that route is very beneficial and Really, I mean, we, I mean, Adam asked some great questions. So everything that I actually wanted people to to learn from, I think you were able to bring out. Um, Good. The same, with the regret, the act of moving forward, seeing a future version of yourself. Without those, because people do not get depressed or sad because of what they can see about their past. It's what they can't see about their future. Mm. That is really what causes the problem. That's the same thing with anxiety depression those those are all future-based um emotions same thing with happiness yeah so so though yeah that's pretty much uh i think uh adam kind of killed it and we, we expanded on all that stuff <laughs> well <laughs> so just rewind this <laughs> yeah yeah thank you for uh and it's a great recap and i agree 100 percent. there's there's so much uh that we've talked about and uh that you brought out in our conversation that really puts a lot of things in perspective. I hope that anybody who's listening will um, support Ricardo and his cause, him and his wife, both do, both do this together from yeah. what I understand, correct? And yes. uh, so awesome that you guys are out there bringing awareness to uh, suicide as well as depression and, and just helping people understand what the, the mindset can be when you choose to really be in that space. And yeah. Uh, uh, so powerful. Uh, Ricardo, thank you so much for being on the show. I, I have absolutely loved our conversation and I would be totally up for a follow up in like six months or something and, and do this again and, and just go see what else we can explore with this conversation. Yeah. I think it That's is awesome. very powerful to uh, put out there and, and for people to hear. So thanks so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you uh, spreading our message. Awesome. So everybody, I, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I want to again, thank Ricardo, but go out there, everybody live your life to the fullest and unleash your greatness today and go and have an amazing day. Hey everybody. Thanks for joining me today. And I really appreciate you being here and do me a favor. If you liked this episode, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite, uh, platform that you listen to podcasts on and also leave me a message or a comment or a review. I I just really appreciate it. Also, why I've got you here, if you are ready to take your life 
to the next level, I have a, an amazing program right now that's called Achievement Monthly. And this is a monthly program where you can come and learn every month from me, Adam Platt, Achievement Coach. And we're going to go, li- I'm going to go live every month. Come on and help you get to that next level in life, that next level of success, that next level of achievement. Because, you know, up till now, you've, you've done so well and you've done all you can. But sometimes you just need a little bit more help, a little bit more um, to get you to that next level. And that's what this program is really meant to be. And so it's uh, designed to help you, one, learn what you need to do to get to that next level. And two, it's also meant so that you can uh, network with other people. So we're going to train for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And then we're going to break out into groups so that you can network with other people, get to know them and connect with them so that they can help support you in your goals, your dreams, and create the life that you want. So if you are interested in joining that program for only $39 a month, you can go and register at arisetoconnect.com slash achievement. And I am so excited to see you there and to help you get to that next level in life because, man, that's where everything starts to go right and happen for you. So go again, register right now at arisetoconnect.com slash achievement. And I look forward to seeing you on the inside of that program and every month so that we can get you working towards that goal and that dream life that you want. Thanks and have an amazing day. Go out and make your life what you want it to be.